Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Mind Your Popcorn. I am Ricky Uniac. I'm Chuck Clark. And it's just the two of us right now. As you could probably tell, um, Dan is no longer with us. Uh, he didn't die or anything. He just <laughs> he just can't. <laughs> He's a very busy man. Um, as you could tell, it's been like three months since our last episode. We were really struggling to try and find a time where all three of us could sort of meet virtually here for this hour and a half. And um, Dan is just the busiest of us three. Um, so we got the OK from him. We're going to do some episodes here, you know, without him. And obviously, Dan, if you're listening, you are always welcome back, whether it's for one episode or, you know, you know, permanently for the future. You are always welcome back. Indeed. Chuck, it's been it's been a minute. So why don't you catch me up on what you have been watching over these last three months? Uh, yeah, well, one thing before we move on, Dan, I, I heard he got a strange business card and I haven't heard from him since. So, we'll... <laughs> oh, no, I, oh, man, I really dropped the ball with that one. Yeah. Was there was there a, a, a triangle and like a square Plus and geometry shapes? It was, <sighs> it was wild, wild stuff. But uh, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, well, obviously, besides the by the time this episode, when you see the episode drop, you'll see what we're talking about today. I've been watching those. Um, what we do in the shadows has come back. So I've been watching that comedy on, uh, Hulu. Um, I started watching a show called why the last man, um, based on a comic book. And the premise of the show is what if every single male species in the world died, like at the same time, except this one guy, Yorick, who is like kind of a, you know, screw up. Um, and that's kind of what the show is about. So I've kind of been giving that a go. Uh, binged all of Sex Education season three. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> love that show. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been up to. And then, then you know, normal life events. Uh, going to football games. Been to a couple already. Going to another one on Monday night. All right. Is that the Monday night football? Colts at Ravens. Oh, is in Baltimore. In Baltimore, yeah. Oh, that'll be good. I'm rooting for your Colts. I don't have a lot of faith. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Sprains, kind of. I don't a, know if two sprains can be Lamar. Hey, you know what? At, at least your QB has two good shoulders. So we'll just leave it at that. At least one of his shoulders isn't hanging off of his, uh, off his body there. But or it's in his fingers, fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. For the last night. Better than Urban Myers, that's for sure. Oh yeah, we yeah. You know what? No matter how bad you think you have like had in the last few days, you have had a better week than Urban Meyer. Um, <laughs> would be remiss if we didn't mention that. I, I know this is a movie and TV podcast, but God damn, that dude's had a rough week. It's just it's just everywhere. Um, so yeah, got got a shout out Herbs. You know, get well soon, I guess, or or don't. I I, I don't care. You're a Jags head coach. Um. You've been busier than me in terms of what you've been able to watch. I think, well, since the last episode, obviously I finished Loki, um, and that was great. Uh, I don't think I really got into another TV show, like, consistently until Only Murders in the Building premiered on Hulu last month. So I was watching Only Murders in the Building, um, which if you haven't um, heard of it, it's with Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, and it's a hilarious, like, 
uh, mystery drama comedy that takes place in New York City. It's fantastic. I've been addicted to it. I haven't watched the last two episodes, but um, I appreciate the weekly releases. Not everything thrown at you, uh, you know, all up front. I, I watched that. Um, obviously, uh, went and caught up with uh, Shang-Chi. Um, we got, I'm, I'm assuming you saw Shang-Chi, too, in theaters. I did, I did. And then I've been in the process of getting ready to move here. I move in two weeks. So my last like four or five weeks has just been moving prep because I have a tendency of waiting until the day before I move to start packing. And I was like, I'm not going to do that this time. So, um, but yeah, and then obviously these two shows that we're about to talk about here have really consumed um, my, my attention you know, for, uh, for the last uh, few weeks with What If and the last like 48 hours with Squid Game. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, you know, let's just get into it. So it, we want to do we're going to do Squid Game first. Um, Chuck, you just finished this like 30 minutes ago. So <laughs> I'm going to let you kick this off because it's all fresh in your in, in your head here. All right. Um. So obviously, like I saw this number one trending on Netflix and I saw a bunch of people tweeting at it. And my first instinct usually when I see stuff like this is, nah, Uh, (laughs) I'm not like I'm like everyone else is into it. But um, Duran, our friend Duran, who went to W with like was like dead set on like we had to watch this. Like we came back from a night out and like he was like, we're watching this first episode. So I watched the first episode under those circumstances, and I was like, well, this is interesting, and everyone else is into it. It's like super – like number one in 90 countries, so I guess I got to give it a go. So then I watched the second episode, and that's the one that was like, oh, we're here. I was like, I was here for it. Now I was like, okay, now I'm invested. Um. And since then, normally I'm I'm a big binger, but this week I've just kind of had things every day that I'm like, I can't binge it. So I've actually watched it relatively like one or two episodes a night only. Like I watched the – I think it's the fourth episode that ends on the cliffhanger at the tug-of-war game mm-hmm. uh, right before I went to work. So literally, it was a literal cliffhanger for me, not a binge session for me. Oh, my, how <laughs> did you do that? <laughs> Dude, the worst was actually the one last night when I got to the end of episode seven, when the glass all flies, and then I have to go to work going like, well, <laughs> watching two episodes to what in the show. Oh my god, that's the one that you had to leave off of? I think that was probably the biggest cliffhanger in the series, in my opinion. Yeah. Oh my god. So then you watched eight and nine this morning, or today? Yes, I watched it today. I woke up at like one and I got out of bed at like two and watched them back to back. In just in case there is anybody listening, I'm assuming everybody who has clicked on this podcast and you saw the title of it, that means you've watched Squid Game. If you haven't, just a quick little brief overview. It's a uh, Korean TV show uh, or Netflix show. Where basically um, a group of like 456 people all get abducted and they all have one thing in common. It's they're, they're under some sort of financial distress. They're all really strapped for cash. 
and they are given the opportunity to compete in a series of games over a few days or six games. And the person to win all six games is going to win a large sum of money. And what they don't end up realizing, at least in the very, very beginning, is that when you get quote unquote eliminated, it means you die. Um, and so it's just it you you go through this group of people and, and there's obviously the clear ensemble of like main uh, main characters. And it's uh, a intense take, I guess, on humanity as a whole. You kind of get every element of like what it is to be a human being um, in these nine episodes. And um, and yeah, so I throwing it back to you, Eddie. Well, first off, who is your favorite character? Um, and then which of the episodes to you stood out? Like, which one did you walk away and you're like, oh, yeah, that was the best one? Well, my favorite was Kang Sai Byuk, number 67, the North Korean girl. Yes, um, okay. <laughs> she, oh, my God, she was my girl. She was my girl the whole time. <sighs> yeah, I'm, um, I'm on the same exact boat with that. She, I... They did a really, really great job. I, I think in in the very beginning, like when I when I watched the first episode, I was like, "How are they going to get you to care about these people?" Because you just see all these people in a room, and that's basically how you're met with everybody. And then they do that really creative, like the, you know, they all vote to stop the game, and then you get to kind of go back and see the main ensemble's home life, and then you can kind of get attached to them that way, and then they bring everybody back. So I'm on the same boat. When I saw what she was dealing with her brother. I was like, you, I, I choose you. You are my favorite. Surely I'm not going to get hurt. Well, yeah. When I think, I also, when you think about like what it takes to like, you're born in North Korea, you, you grow up there for a while and then you and your little brother leave somehow sneak out of the country. You watch your dad later, we find out die. Mm-hmm. And then you still and you're trying to make it here like that's that's I was like, this is my this is who I want to win. But as we'll get to, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> and so which of the episodes and I don't know if I would call it like your favorite episode, but which one um, do you think you were most enamored with? Because the show's the show's wildly. I don't want to say depressing, but there's a lot of episodes that are really hard to watch because obviously one person wins. So these people you get attached to, you do watch die. So it's like, which of the, which of the episodes did you walk away or like, yeah, that was probably the best one. I think it's episode six marbles. It's really hard to watch, especially for my girl who I just mentioned, like what happens with her and her partner, the, her game partner. And I mean, um, also my guy Ali, but (laughs) and him playing with the old man, our main, the main guy, 456, um, Song Juhun. He, oh boy, that was, I would be just a range of emotion. And what's, what's, I think what was great about it was like when I saw them pair up. And just the way the show has been going, you kind of know, like, all right, they're going to have to murder one of these people. Like, I was just, like, new going in. Like, they're pairing up to kill somebody. But when you watch it unfold, it just, you you know, like, without, you just realize how much you've attached to these characters. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 
I was I was the same exact way. I episode six to me by far was the best episode, and it's because it was the one that hurt me the most. I when they were because that was what was that the fourth game or the fifth game? Fourth. Fourth. Uh, okay. Because fifth is glass is glass stepping stones. Right, and so at, at that point they had done red light, green light, which I don't know if there have been. I don't know if I've seen a better episode one to a series, you know, it's just just to kind of get get you like to get you thinking then then red light, green light. Um, and then it's the the candy cracker, the honeycomb, I think is what they called it. Yeah. Honeycomb sugar, sugar, honeycomb is the yeah. game, too, where they have to carve out the shape um, from the piece. Oh, my God. And th- that and game three was. Uh, tug the tug of war which was you know pretty crazy but this one when, when they said all right you're only praying with one person i was like oh no and then you see and i'm gonna really struggle with these names because i'm a dumb english speaking american i'm gonna apologize in advance um but our main character i think his name is sung hoon or sung hun i think um you know he's looking around and his buddy, I'm gonna struggle with this. I think his is it Cho Cho Seng Wu. Seng Wu. I think we Seng should say Seng Wu. Okay, because that's Seng Wu. Kind of, yeah. He sees Seng Wu and Ali team up, and he's like, "Oh, oh no!" And then everyone else starts grabbing their partners in this little team that they've assembled, and then he's just left with the old man, um, you know, player one there. And then it became clear to me. I'm like, "All right, well." One of my favorite characters is pairing with my other favorite character. They're they're gonna have to compete against each other, and I, oof, man, watching Sangwoo just deceive Ali was hard to watch. Um, with the whole, you know, he replaces the 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 concept of the game was you have ten marbles, your uh, opponent has ten marbles, and you got to take. Your opponent send marbles, and if you have 20 marbles, you win. And whatever means necessary, you just can't be violent. Um, but any game you can think of, blah, blah, blah. And he just totally deceives him. He's like, oh, I'm going to let him think that he's holding on to the marbles. But what I've really done is I've taken 20 rocks, and I've put it into this bag. And just Ali, who was such an easy-to-love character, because, you know, you learn that he, uh, you know, he, he's from Pakistan. Um you kind of get a little bit of his backstory over, I think it was episode two um, when they kind of go back to everybody's after they decide to cancel. um, They don't want to play. And then, you know, he super strapped for cash. You kind of see that struggle he has with his just jerk of a boss. And he ends up getting his hand stuck in that machine. And he was just really easy to like. And then obviously, you know, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't pan out for our boy. And then I'm on the same boat with you too. And uh, is it, Sai Byok? How do you pronounce her name? Um, Our friend from the north. I, I was trying to listen to it because I watched using subtitles. So they were speaking the same. in Korean. Mm-hmm. Um, Kang Sai Byok. Okay, so Sai Byok, and then she was paired up with Ji Young or Ji Young. The Ji other, Young. Yeah, the, yeah, the other girl. And... Man, their their conversation throughout that episode, the way they just decided to like, all right, one of us is going to die in 30 minutes. Let's get to know each other and then we'll kind of figure this out at the end. 
Um, those conversations that we're having, you know, you learn more about Saibyak and, you know, like you said, her dad drowned uh, trying to get them over to the south. And I think her mom was still north, wasn't she? Her mom was her still mom, back there. Her mom was still in the north. Um, and she uh, was trying to get her back out. The way that Ji Yoon just drops that marble, I, I could see it coming. So I was like, I don't think Saibyak's going to die here. But when when she just drops the marble and basically is like, you have more reason, you know, uh, to to go on than I do. Um, that that was really, man, that was tough to watch. I was hoping that they weren't going to show, you know, any of the deaths because you you end up getting her, you get Ali, and then you get the old man. And so Ali, you don't get the old man. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Ali, you don't you don't see you just here. Right. Uh, but you see him raise the gun to his head and then they show um, Ji Yoon, but like it's blurred out in the background, but you very much see her get shot. Right. And then the old man, you don't see. They do a little bit of a camera trick and it's like, oh, we're going to angle the camera this way. But you hear a gunshot go off and you see um, Ji Hoon's reaction, like his little flinch to the gunshot. But uh but yeah, and I, did it occur to you at that moment that like, oh, maybe they didn't kill him? Because I, I was like, oh, no, they got him. It was just out of respect. They didn't show it. Yeah, I literally just thought, no, old man, Gambu, Jambu was dead. His job, yeah. his, his guy. It's <sighs> just, I, yeah, I, it wasn't until the end that I was like, what the frick is going yeah. on? Uh, I we'll get to the end because it really things the last four episodes are all pretty crazy. You, you, six kind of starts off like it's like almost the beginning of the climax to me. Um, and seven, seven's the VIP episode, right? The VIPs show up in seven. Yes. Seven is glass stepping stones. So yes. What did you think of the VIPs? Because I actually read something very interesting today from one of the actors who was one of the VIPs. What did you think of them? Uh, besides that they are complete the worst, that they're the worst, <laughs> that they're just ter- abjectly terrible, that thing. Um, well, I mean, I think everyone knows what the show's about at this point. Like, mm-hmm. show's about, like, hey, maybe it's not great when people are super rich and su- there's a bunch of super poor people. Maybe that's not a great thing. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe it's not good. You know, maybe it leads to some bad things. So, you know, them being so excessive was like, it was a little uncomfortable. Like, I was literally sitting there like, is it really more comfortable to put your feet on someone than a cushion? But, you know, that's... Uh, when you get to the last episode, it's kind of like also puts all of that in perspective, too. Mm-hmm. It it did not occur to me that they were really, truly trying to play just the ugliest versions of what a human being could be until I read this. Uh, this little like it was like a quote from one of the guys. I don't know which of the VIPs he played, but it was like a picture of like this guy's Instagram store. And he basically said that they were told to just be the dirtiest humans that they could possibly be like just the scummiest, you know, scum of the earth. And when I was watching that episode, I was not, you know, I, not that it was like cringy, but 
I didn't like when they were having their feet up on the human, like, uh, you know, uh, footstool there. And it took me a while. I'm like, is that a real person just like standing behind him? And there was, they were all like real people. They're like, real servants. And yeah, it didn't occur to me until I read that. I was like, oh, I see the point they're trying to make here. I get it now. Yeah. And like the, when the shot first came up, I was like, is that a mannequin? But then I saw like, is it panned in? There's like there's someone sitting on a couch and they like blinked or something. And I was just like, oh, no, that's a the people. People. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> I thought they were like mannequins or statues, too, because they're all like in body paint. Um, so it was sort of hard to tell. And they were like basically sitting still. And then again, when when you do realize they're real people and the the. The point the show is very much trying to make, you hit it right on the head, is like, ah, uh, elitists. Maybe not 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 good. Not good. So um take me through your thoughts of the uh through game number five, which was the glass panels. Oh boy. Because I thought I was having an anxiety attack through this entire <laughs> episode. I was literally like trying to figure out like how many people they were gonna leave because I was like, they've got Squid Game, and in the opening shot of the show, he explains like what Squid Game is, and they were like six players. So I was like thinking, like, all right, my girl, I knew like my girl, John Hu, John Hu, Ji Hoon, uh, Sang Woo. We're going to make it. I was like, those three are going to be it. And then who are the other three going to be? You know, that's what I was trying to map out. So when it ends and it's just those three, I was like, oh, no. It was like, oh, no. What's And the description for the final episode is like the game, the hands of the game lay in one player. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I I would be remiss if I didn't shout out um I think her name in the show is Meow, the the uh other woman who falls for the tough guy or she likes the tough guy and I can't find him on this cast but both those characters it, it's 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 the tough guy bully of the group um he has the neck tat and the girl who he sort of like is hooking up with um both of those actors and those two characters were so fun every time they were on screen i was like oh no like who is he gonna kill what is she going to say that's going to get her killed those two were so fun to watch and obviously we'll get into what happens then but i can't find the guy who plays my the actor's name is ho sung tae it looks like but the character's name is duck su duck su okay he yeah he he is very much your your antagonist throughout the entire series. I mean, while while the the, the front man or is like the face of the game, the game itself is sort of like an antagonist. He's he's the big bad. It seems like that's the vibe that you get. Um, well, well, we you think, and then you get to the end of the show. Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, in the moment of the game, I mean, he, you know, you have the mini game, right? I think it's on night two where they purposely only feed some of the people and everyone's hungry. And they're like, they, they create, they manufacture this riot or this fight in the middle of the night. And he's just mer- like merciless, mercilessly. That's a word brutally murdering people yeah. um, at night. And you're like, okay, this, this dude's a problem. It's cut. Well, the whole, the games are meant. I feel like 
another metaphor is that like the games revert people to like you know obviously a barbaric state what it's also kind of like takes you back to childhood in that way he's the schoolyard bully you know the our korean girl is the outcast you know the his bully gang is like the cool kids the click or whatever our you know our favorites the heroes sort of of crew is like the average people you know Again, you think you think those guys are heroes, but <laughs> right, well, you, well, at least one of them, Sangwoo, <laughs> sort of scumbag. Scum. I yeah. swear to God, if I come out Halloween and I see a Sangwoo guy, like someone wearing a Sangwoo's number, I might just beat him up on sight, on you principle. <laughs> scumbag. I mean, they why would you did. even want to wear that scumbag's number? They did a great job at sort of setting you up for that disappointment because he helps out. Jihoon in 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 the very first game, letting him know um what that the the, the timer's coming down, like you gotta hurry up, you gotta get here. And then just the the, the way he does our boy Ali and Who saved Jihoon. Yeah, yeah, Ali deserved better. I'm gonna start a a, a, a GoFundMe or something or a, a Kickstarter <laughs> for Ali. Uh deserved better. Um but the way that he sort of turns into, you know, after the glass panel game, which we can, you know, we can mention the three of them are the only survivors. It's it's our girl, um, Sabyok, it's Jihoon, and it's uh, Sangwoo. And they're the only three standing. How, okay, leaving episode seven, you sort of see our girl walking a little weird at the end of the show did you know like okay something's up the way they like showed at the end of episode seven when the glass is coming and just the fact that she was the closest to it you knew she was gonna be more hurt than the others i just kind of had this feeling and then in episode eight oh my god as soon as soon as i saw what happened to her and I, I was like, this motherfucker's gotta die. <laughs> Not <Yeah. a> lot. <laughs> I was so I'm over here. I'm trying to Google the budget for this TV series, and I I can't seem to find anything. But the reason I I I'm trying to figure it out is because that shot to end episode seven is insane. Where it's the three of them, they made it to the other side of the bridge. Then you see what happens when the clock hits zero and all the remaining glass panels shatter. And it's these shards of glass that are flying at them as they're trying to turn their bodies away from the glass in slow motion. You see little bits of glass cut in their face. Um, And then, obviously, when it's done, they they are walking back to the main room and our girl, uh, Sabyok, is... She's got a little something to her walk, and you know it's not good. And I had assumed that a larger piece of glass had gotten her. And then in episode eight, you realize how bad it actually is. Like, she is fully impaled. There is a piece of glass in her stomach, in her abdomen area. She goes to the bathroom. She's trying to yank it out. There's just blood everywhere. And the writing, you start to see the writing on the wall with her. And I was, like, not willing to accept it because at that point – as much as I enjoyed our main character, um, Ji Hoon, she was without a doubt the person I was rooting for. I would have sacrificed those other two for her in a heartbeat. Um, and then, 
yeah, the way that asshole Sangwoo just it, they you didn't even get like I didn't see it coming until the door opened because Ji Hoon's pounding on the door asking for a doctor. The door opens and they just carry the casket, and I was like, God damn it! I knew exactly what we were going to see when they panned around and. He had gotten her in the neck with the knife. Um, yeah, that was hard. I, I, I was not, I was not, not a fan. I was like, I contemplated watching the rest of this series. I was so upset. I was like, it, it's hard. It's like watching your favorite, your favorite sports team lose. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Um, I'm trying to find. I think I found a conversion. Um, it cost about fifteen million dollars. Okay. For the show. They built every single set from scratch. Those set, they built that all? Yeah. I would love to see how they built the, the the staircase, the crazy optical illusion staircase that they travel through to every game. Yeah. That'd be crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm seeing it now. But uh I'm not gonna lie, when um he turns around, I just thought, oh no, she bled out. But when I saw him standing there, I actually got pissed. Like yeah. I actually stood up and was like, Are you kidding me? I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, don't, buddy. I was like, buddy's been had to go. Buddy been had to go. Yeah, they do a really good job over the like the previous three episodes of sort of turning him into this villain because you kind of get that first that that first disappointment with him with what happens with Ali and, and the marbles and the rocks. And then in the in, in the bridge game, how he just ruthlessly pushes the guy who who had it figured out. Essentially, he was like, I, I can tell. Um, which panels are which, and he's like, I'll tell for you, and he just throws him into the wrong panel. And even at that point, I was like, you know what? I can sort of justify that, I guess. Like, I get it, because if he doesn't do that, then all three of them probably die. But then you get hit with this, and they just have that really nice dinner. Um, They're given those knives. They're all going back. She's already injured, and... And he just kills her, which she was probably going to die anyway. But still, I was I'm not cutting him any slack. No, I don't care. That's my girl. She's my girl forever. No. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm on the same exact boat. And so this this now takes us to there's two remaining. It's Jihoon and Sengwoo. Um, and basically their last game was like the only one that I wasn't familiar with. It's Squid Game is what they called it. Korean. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's it's a Korean children's game. There's like these drawings and it's that triangle. It's that circle and it's that square that is just prominent in like every part of the show drawn out in, in, in the dirt. And it's like a, uh, like not like a tag, but like a, uh, like it's see if you can get past me type game. Yeah. It's basically, um, What's the word? I'm thinking? Is there an American equivalent to that game? Not really, unless there's like a um, um, like a base. You know what I mean? Like if you think of it, like you build a base. Yeah. And you, like try to okay. get people out or whatever. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's. There's no real equivalent, I would say, but that's the closest thing I can think of. And it's you know it's it's in the same yard that they played all the other games in. And then it starts to rain, which really kind of sets the mood for what's about to happen. And I think even one of the VIPs said something like there's a saying like uh, I don't remember what it was, but it was good like rain knows when to fall. Yes. OK, good rain knows when to fall. Um, and 
our boy, our main character here, um, Ji Hoon, is very much like trying to kill Sang Woo. He is pissed. He was very upset that Sang Woo um, took out Sebyok, and he is now trying to like put an end to this. Um, and it's it, it's a brutal little scrap that they have. I mean, they're 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 getting each other with the knives. They still have the knives. I, at one point, uh, Ji Hoon like tears off like saying Wu's Achilles from like the back of his ankle with his mouth. He takes a chunk out of his leg and it's, it, it it's, it's hard to watch. I, I, I didn't want, I didn't know who I wanted to win. I mean, I did, but like, I didn't, I, I didn't get the satisfaction out of that, you know? No. Um, I don't know. I felt pretty satisfied when he was about to walk <laughs> up. I was like, yes. And then he walks back and then gives Sang Woo the chance to like be like, we can both get out of here. And then Sang Woo takes that knife and plunges it right into his throat and begs yeah. begs him to take care of his mother. I uh, I did not like that he didn't just drive that knife into his chest when he was given the opportunity. And it's like I because I. I mean, I don't know. You just saw what he did. He's not a good person, you know, but well, he doesn't kill him. Yeah, the game. Well, like, I think, you know, I think in that moment, our boy Ji-Hoon, he, uh, he's thinking about Cybeck, what she said. You know, you're not that person. Oh, that is right. Yeah, I forgot that she had said that. What was it? That was earlier. That was a few episodes prior, wasn't it? No, it was literally the episode before. There, he's standing at her oh, bed. Oh, you're right. And he her, was going to go telling yeah, he her was gonna not, kill him. Telling him not to kill Sang Woo. And then he goes to get help, and Sang Woo kills her. Which, don't you think he probably wishes he didn't listen to her? Because if he didn't, she would maybe still be alive. Or or, or would the help ever come that he thought, like, because he was under the impression they were going to take care of her. Like, they're going to get a doctor. I don't think they were going to do that because they had never done that to anybody else who had gotten injured. Like, yeah, but it was they didn't get let out until after red light, green light. There was no one injured after red light. They, they were they, you were dead. You were either alive. I guess or that's dead. true. I guess that's true. The only thing I was thinking of was like the the the, the night fight that they had. There was I don't remember anybody. You know, that was like partially wounded from there getting any sort of medical treatment. But but who who knows? You don't know if if they would have, you know, he uh, given her medical attention. So right. I after that episode, because the episode eight ends with him as the last man standing. Right. And, and, and I, I think so. And episode nine oh. is just what happens afterwards. Episode eight ends with him looking at her body and episode nine starts with squid with the squid game. Oh, okay. Alrighty. All right. So episode nine starts with the fight. Okay. You're right. Cause I remember when the fight was over, I looked at like, you know, the rest of the episode, I'm like, there's still like 30 minutes left in this episode. What is this going to be about? And my God, <laughs> I, I was kind of not looking forward to the last 30 minutes because I was like, if this is just like a dumb 30 minutes of filler, I'm going to be upset. And I I could not have been more wrong. So we get led. Um, our, our boy, Jihoon, he wins. He's given this like golden card that has all of his winnings on it. Um, and he is 
in a limo with the front man and he goes back to oh we didn't even talk about the whole cop sneaking in front man story we, can we save that until after because i have thoughts about that storyline okay okay so we are we supposed to believe that he gets is he in seoul here is this like seoul yeah south korea okay so that he, area he, at least yeah so he goes to seoul He's got all this money, and then you kind of get like this uh, this jump in time to a year later, and our boy does not look good. He looks homeless. His hair is grown out. He's got this really like um, like terrible facial hair. It's, he's it's not groomed, and you quickly realize that he's not he's not using his money, and it's because he is not the same person after the games. He uh, you assume there's some sort of guilt there. Um, you know, uh, he has he's not feeling great about what he had to do. And then I'm trying to remember how he stumbles upon the sec the, the, the card, the woman, oh, the flowers. flowers. Yeah. A woman so, comes up to him to sell flowers and she gives him another squid game card to meet at a certain building. And so obviously this this captures his attention and, and he goes and it's like this uh, this business. Uh, building office building um he goes up to the floor the entire floor is empty besides just a lone hospital bed in the corner up against all the windows and my blood started to boil because i knew exactly what was about to happen at this point how did you feel i was really confused about what was about to happen i thought he might be like kidnapped for like a sequel like it might be hunger you know what i mean like the victors in hunger games in you know what i mean like that's what it was gonna be um i was just sort of like anxious and then he walks up to him and he sees the old man i was like it's not the same old man and then it was it is said because the card said john boo you're john yeah. boo. Mm-hmm. and i was like this mother what the heck is going yeah. on? Yeah, I um at at no point did I think that it was a different old man. I and I'm normally not one to like I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty ignorant to like uh foreshadowing in 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 movies and TV shows. I knew at the moment I saw that bet I was like, "Oh, that son of a bitch. He was in on it the entire time." Um and yeah, and it was crazy because I've never really I, I can't tell you the last time I've experienced absolutely adoring a character and then a switch is flipped and now they're my most hated character in a in a show or a movie, whatever the piece of entertainment is. And they pulled that off because I was like, oh, I love this guy. Oh, 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 screw this guy. I hate him now. And think about all his actions then from out the show. Like he was the deciding vote to send everyone home. Yep. Mm-hmm. He um like tricked Ji Hoon into basically thinking he'd kill he'd killed him in marbles. Mm-hmm. Kinda like you know what I mean? Yeah. Um which then you realize he actually let him live. Like basically he decided he was going to be like, no, you could actually keep playing because I'm going to purposely lose this game. So he's a mind, mind messing with your mind there. 
it starts, you kind of go down like this twisted little rabbit hole once you start thinking about all of his actions through the previous episodes. And, and you're 100% right. Like, you, you, you end up getting like this flashback sequence where, you know, he ends up being the one in charge the entire time. Um, and he decides that he wants to play the game because this is fun to him. It's fun to see all these other people fighting for their lives, killing each other, and him just being a part of it. I'm assuming that they were going to keep him alive no matter what. Cause like you never, I'm like, what do you think would have happened if they would have lost the tug of war game? Like, would they have stopped it or would he have, was he going to go out with the team no matter what? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he gave him, it's, it's weird because you go back and look and he doesn't really have many interactions with the guards. The only one that I can think of, is when the guard like pulls the blanket off of him and he's pissed his pants because they're trying to line up all the players. Mm-hmm. But like other than that, he doesn't really have any interactions with the guards. You know what I mean? You, you, you know what? I, I I think I just figured this out. I remember seeing, and I don't know if you've seen this, but we, we can talk about this too um, at the end. Everyone, there was like um, every single person's death um, out of the main ensemble was sort of foreshadowed by like in episode two, like when you see like the, their, their home lives or personal lives, every single person's death was sort of foreshadowed. Um, and I saw this tweet that was a breaking everything down. And then it was like, Oh, another thing you probably missed. If you go back and watch the tug of war episode, the old man was not chained to the rope like everybody else. And now this just clicked with me that, so he probably would have just let go and let everybody else die. Um, you know, and, 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 and he would have been okay, but yeah, I that that last 30 minutes and they play that that crazy little game of like, you know, they're they're both trying to get information from each other. And he points down the old man points down to this homeless person on the street. And, and it's a snowy night in South Korea. It's very cold. Christmas and Eve. He, oh, was it Christmas Eve? I, I totally missed that. The date on the card was December 24th. Oh, yeah. That went right over my head. And the old man tells him, he's like, I'll tell you what, if somebody comes to help that old man before midnight, like I'll, I'll spill the beans. And I know it wasn't like, I know 30 minutes in like the, like in, in their world goes by, it almost felt like 30 minutes watching the show. Like, um, you were really waiting to see. And then obviously at the very last minute, somebody comes to help him and, um, uh, Jihoon turns around and the old man is dead, which great timing, you know, he, he hit his cue, but yeah, that, that was infuriating to me. I, 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 I loved it, but also hated it at the same time. Yeah. And like his whole thing is basically he did it because he was like, well, I'm bored and I think people are pieces of crap and this game mm-hmm. keeps proving to me that it is. But then in real life, you see that the homeless man eventually gets help. And you saw in the game that people were trying to help each other, but the game kind of forced them not to. So it's like you're saying people like even Sangwoo. Sangwoo was the perfect example. We talked about how much I hated him. But really, if he was never in the game, he wouldn't have done any of that. So how can you say he's a piece of crap because he's capable of it? That's not. That's not the measurement. 
Yeah, it, it really just boils down to like, um, what what are you willing to do, you know, to to really keep yourself alive here? Because at, at some point, yeah, they're all playing for money, but you're really playing for your life. I mean, it's it's like, it's like the the to me the way I took it was like, all right, this money is going to be a bonus. Like I am now fighting for my life. You know, it's me versus everybody else. But um, no, you're totally right. It's just it. So is saying woo. Is he still a good person? It's just he's capable of doing more to kind of like save his own skin than others were. So, I mean, it's a it's a big it's a big question to sort of ask yourself, like, what would you do in that in in, in that scenario? Yeah. And before we get to the whole cop and front man um, side uh side quest is what i'm gonna call it um i don't know did you notice that all the character deaths were foreshadowed now that you're saying it it 100 percent makes sense Mm -hmm. i mean the our girl puts a knife to somebody's throat Mm -hmm. um sang woo in the tub yep yep and then Um, um is it is it is it duksu 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 uh, he jumps off, off the, the bridge. bridge. <laughs> yep. We don't get the the woman, uh, Ming Minya. No, yeah, we didn't see her her home life, did we? No. Okay. Um, um Ali uh, stole from his boss. Um, he stole the money. He he right. ran out of there, and then he had the marble stolen from him, which caused his death. Yeah, no, it, I, I didn't catch any of that until I saw, like, a tweet about it. I, I thought that was brilliant. I was like, wow. Wait, you basically are giving away the series in the in the second episode, and it's just going over everybody's head. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Um, all right, now to this side quest. What I did not understand what was going on with this whole thing. Um. Is the front man the cop's brother? Yes. Okay. Um. Why did he kill him? <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah, that's kind of the mystery. <laughs> that's probably Netflix being like, we want season two. So, I mean, if if we are able to... Okay, first off, I think also, there will be season two. Also, speaking of foreshadowing, remember... Uh, when he's standing there in the squid game and he says, you remember what we used to call when we got here, secret inspector. And what is the cop? Oh yeah. Okay. Alrighty. Okay. Um, I, I saw this really great, uh, great tweet and it was, it was a, it was a tweet or I saw it on Reddit and it was like, uh, it was a picture of all the contestants in, in, in the big room, like in the very beginning. It's like they're all playing squid games. And then it was a picture of the cop, and it's like he's over here playing Among Us. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's an imposter Among Us. It's literally what it was. He was just trying to lay low and, um, and you know, take people out and trying to, you know, to crash the whole thing. I thought that was good. But I just – I couldn't understand what was going on. I had assumed that he was his brother um, because he I, there's that scene like in – I think it's the sixth or fifth or sixth episode where he's going through all the files, all the contestants, and he finds his brother. Um, I just I couldn't I couldn't figure that out. The way it ended with. So he sh- OK, the cop, the cop brother shot the front man brother before the, he took his mask off, right before he knew who he was. Right. 
Okay, so he shoots him in, in, in like, the shoulder area, wounds him. But I was mistaken earlier. The front man doesn't kill him, does he? Or He shoots him in the shoulder, and then he falls off the cliff. And oh, so he does kill him. So yeah. he's implied to have died. Okay. Oh, oh, so you're thinking maybe he's not dead. I mean, it's highly unlikely that he comes back. Ooh. But, you know, ah. you never know. I don't know. I I do. Th- I think there's going to be a season two. I mean, like you said, this is the number one currently the number one show in 90 countries. I don't know if many people realize how insane that is, um, especially for a, a show that is not in English. Um, I I I don't know if I want a season two, though. I kind of feel the same way about the show that I did with. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched Mayor of Easttown. Um but I would love it if this stayed just a singular piece, like one season, because it was so good. And th- maybe this is because Game of Thrones scarred me. I don't want to run the risk of another season ruining what the first season did because it was so great. It's I mean, I'm not 100 percent disagreed with you, um, but I I don't know. Part of me wants to see what's up with the, his brother. Like the process of like, you know, going from the poverty to this guy. You know what I mean? Okay, alrighty. Yeah, I guess like a side show, I I could get on board with, but I don't know if I would like. Okay, if they did a season two where it was another round of games, I don't know if I could sign up for that. I'm like, ah, you you really knocked it out of the park in the first season. But if it's like the side show that dives deeper into the front man, you could probably talk me into it. Well, season two might just dive deeper into the front man and all that stuff because, you know, maybe he's affected by all this. You don't know. But, you know, obviously they're trying to set up him to our guy, Gi-Hoon, to try and take them on. Yeah, because he doesn't get on that plane at the end. The front man's like, you better get on that plane, you know, if you know what's good for you. And he's like, nah, coming for you. Um so you're probably right. There's probably going to be a season two. I mean, and I guess if you're if you're the if you're the director and if you're Netflix, how could you not be pushing for a season two? I mean, this show is absolutely dominated um, virtually every single chart out there for like the last two weeks now. When did this show come out? Uh, September 17th. OK, so I, I think it just recently, maybe like in the last two weeks, kind of caught on here in America. Um, yeah. I don't remember seeing anything about this outside of like 10 days ago. Yeah, it was like two weeks ago that this started like really just shooting up the charts. And which I feel like you kind of have to give a shout out to like, you know, South Korea as a country, because they've had two um, pieces, not just two, but the two big pieces of entertainment now in the last few years that have really been able to kind of crack into like mainstream pop culture in America and as like a like a foreign show or a foreign film that's pretty hard to do but we've had Parasite which swept the Oscars pretty much and mm-hmm. now you have Squid Games which you can't go on any uh any form of social media without seeing something about it which again for a non for a show or a movie that is not English speaking we're we're very we're very um uh, naive here in America. We don't like what we don't, uh, that we, you know, if something's not in English, we're not going to be open to it. And for them, for these two things to sort of dominate 
in the last few years. That's kind of crazy. Cause I don't, I don't remember many other instances of, of foreign films or anything like that. No, this is, I'm, I'm excited about it. All right. So yeah. Do you have anything you want to say about squid game before we move on to our next yeah, show? Shout out to the show's creator, Huang, uh, Huang Dong Hyuk, um, who, uh, had this show in his back pocket for 10 years and a bunch of idiots said no on this show for 10 years until Netflix picked it up in 2019. Um, oh, that's got to feel amazing. Wrote and directed every single episode himself. And the production was so stressful. He said his six of his teeth fell out. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Okay. No, my man just isn't brushing his teeth. You don't get six teeth fall out because of stress. Unless you're like grinding your teeth or something. That's I'm he's he said it in a Korean article that six of his teeth fell out during production of the show. According to I. Yep. Well, I've never heard of that before. All right. OK. <laughs> yep. That's got to feel so great. Eight years of getting denied and then your show is number one in 90 countries. Here's the thing. I can't the article that this is apparently from because I found it on Wikipedia and I tried to go to the article. It's mm-hmm. in Korean. Oh, so okay. I can't read how his like if his teeth fell out from just stress or like maybe he was like setting something up. You know what I mean? And something fell and knocked his teeth. You know what I mean? Well, I, I've heard of people when they're stressed, like plucking their hair. Maybe he's just plucking his teeth. Maybe a stressful day just goes and yanks one out real quick. Yeah, maybe he had an accident. I don't know. But either way, like, if if you're not – you got to go watch – if you're, like, getting to the what-if part of this episode and you're catching the tail end and you're like, I'm not going to watch Squid Game, go watch it because for that guy's sacrifice. Yeah. He put it, all that it, effort. Even <laughs> if you haven't watched Squid Game and you've listened to this entire podcast up until now, still go watch Squid Game because I promise you the spoilers that we just went over – will not ruin the show um, because you kind of expect what's going to happen. You know, one person's going to be standing. Um, so yeah, if you haven't seen it, please, please go watch it. You will not regret it. Yeah. But with that being said, I guess we can move into the other show that we've been, we've been watching um, over this last, I guess what month in two months now, almost. I can't remember when the show premiered. Yeah. Two it was, months. Cause it premiered in August. It's nine okay. episodes, one episode a week. Bang, bang. Yeah. So it's it's Marvel's What If. Um, it's the fourth Marvel Disney Plus show we've gotten this year. And it's the first animated one. And this is the first, like, it's not the first. Was it the first animated MCU show? Uh, yes. Okay. All righty. Marvel's done animated stuff before, but in terms of it being in the MCU... This is the the first one, and so much happens in this show. We're not going to go episode to episode like we did with our um, – we're going to do this just like how, how we did Squid Games, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, but basically the premise of this show is you're, you have this character called the Watcher, and you're sort of seeing everything from his perspective. He, he, he sees all, and this is very much – in this is the multiverse. You see all these different versions of these different heroes. So, like, in the, in the first episode, um, I'm already forgetting what the first episode was. Um, I know the second Captain, episode. 
Peggy oh, Carter yeah. becomes Captain America. Yeah, so you get Captain Carter. The second episode is um is T'Challa, but as Star Lord. Yep. Which is crazy. There's an episode where you get um you know what if Killmonger saves Tony Stark in Iron Man one when he's stranded out there. Uh, you just get all these different uh universes really and you can kind of it, it's fun it's it's fun to see how things would have panned out if um if certain things happened and I, did you know that this show was canon when you started watching it i didn't yeah i did i didn't know it was canon until i think after maybe after episode four and they're like no like this is this is canon like you might see some of these characters again and I was like, wait, what? How are they going to do that? But I, I guess with the multiverse, anything is possible. Yeah. Um. Although I'd rather not see another zombie thing. I think I'm good. I'm done. Really? Even though that's the one that most people were excited for, I'm good. So what? You didn't like the zombie episode? Nah, it wasn't my favorite. Zombie episode was okay. It was mid. It was mid. It was mid. Um, which one was your favorite? Uh, what if uh, Killmonger saved Tony Stark? Hundred percent. Really? Okay. I liked. Uh, I think the second episode was my favorite. Uh, T'Challa, Star Lord T'Challa. Um, just for that, that that towards the end, or it was towards the middle, where you see Thanos as a part of his crew, and it's it's good guy Thanos now. It's like they converted him. You know, he's he no longer wants to correct the universe. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, now, when when did you when did you know, or when did you get the feeling that these all these episodes were going to come together? Um, I actually caught me by surprise and i felt pretty dumb about it uh at the end of the eighth episode um i was like this is oh this is happening when he goes to that doc because when he goes to see the eve the dark doctor strange which was probably my second favorite episode that Same. was intense um but uh, at that i really just thought wow we're gonna get a bunch of cool unconnected little twilight zone episodes and then that happened and i was a little disappointed to be 100 honest because i kind of was looking forward to that different universes thing but you know i still liked it in the end i watched the last episode literally this morning and i was on the same boat i thought these were all unconnected i thought these were individual stories that were going to exist separate from one another and then yeah, episode nine kicks off. And it's like, nope, they're all coming together here. Um, well, I, I knew, know. I knew Go at ahead. the end of episode eight when he goes to Dark Doctor Strange to ask for help. Yeah, I still that he was gonna be <laughs> okay. Now we're gonna bring in everybody because I was like, if he's going to him, it's not just gonna be Doctor Strange versus Ultron. I thought it was just going to be like, dude, I had no idea they were going to bring together everybody like this. Um, I, I don't know if I would have liked it if they all stayed separate. I think though that they had to do it like this because again, we're diving into this, uh, this phase of the MCU where the multiverse is it, it's, it's here. So you kind of get that, I feel like this is foreshadowing with what's going to happen in, in future movies, especially with Spider-Man later this year. And then more so 
this Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I would not be shocked if you see some of those characters from What If in that movie. But I think they had to do this just so people saw, like, okay, these these stories, they can come together. These people can, you know, uh, meet and, 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 and whatnot. And then you, you kind of get that cool shot of, of the guardians of the multiverse. They're reenacting that, uh, first Avengers shot where they're all on the streets of New York and they're in the circle and they kind of recreate that in that episode. But, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, as a whole, I, I liked the series. Um, I don't know if it was my favorite of the four. I, I would probably put it at like, Mm, I'd probably put it at three. I'd rank it three. Um, so top three, you know, if you're looking at it that way. But I think I enjoyed WandaVision and Loki more. Uh, I'd say it's my number two behind Loki. Okay. Is WandaVision your third? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I – it, it was nice. Um, I am – okay, I'm a part of – I don't know how to word this without sounding just totally like like a jerk. I'm not a fan of animated stuff. I think I've mentioned that once or twice on this podcast before. So the idea of an animated Marvel film didn't really excite me a whole or our Marvel show didn't excite me a whole lot when I first heard about it. But the concept was so unique. I was like, OK, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to give this a try. And I'm glad I did. So, like, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a Marvel fan, and you didn't watch What If you should because it's canon. I have a funny feeling you're going to need to know some of these stories for future movies. Um, but other than that, I, I really don't know if I have like many other thoughts. Cause, cause like you said, everything sort of happens in that last episode, everything exists separately of each other in the very beginning. Okay. I, I do have one thought. Why do they kill Iron Man so many times throughout the series? He dies in damn near every episode. Because I think, well, the episode that I was hoping to get that I didn't get that I'm wondering if I'm ever going to get is what if Doctor Strange told Tony what he had to do? Ooh. You know what I mean? In Endgame, when he says, if I tell you, it doesn't happen. That's what I want to know. That might be the biggest what if. Like, right. in, like if if you were to pull a bunch of MCU fans, like if you could see one, you know, one alternate reality if, if one thing happened you'd probably get that answer a lot yeah but i also think uh, one they killed Toad iron man a lot because they didn't have robert downey jr to do the voice so kill him off <laughs> um, i guess <laughs> uh also because uh because he is such an iconic character and be now because and because he is such a driving force of the mcu that we know to just sort of illustrate how different these universes are. You know what I mean? That we're in. That's a good point. I, do you think any of uh, any of it is just like, you know, uh, those people that are still hanging on to phase three uh, MCU? Like, no, like we still have Iron Man. You think that's do you think any part of that is them being like, no, watch me kill him eight more times. Get over it. He's gone. We are getting Riri Williams and Don Cheadle. Yes. <laughs> with, so, like, just you got to accept it. But, like, and like, listen, Downey's going to go off and do whatever he wants to do. He's got enough money. He can pretty much do it. He, he's producing things now. You know, he's living his best life. Let him let him be, you know. When the MCU comes to an end, I want him to be there. That's at that 
whatever point in our lives that happens where may not happen in our lifetime (laughs) where our timeline i actually you know what i was listening to a podcast the other day and someone was he was talking about he's like a huge comics guy he's like you know i'm starting to grow out of some of these characters like he's he loves batman but he's like i'm starting to grow out of it because like it just messed me up that i'm getting so worked up about a character that's gonna outlive me like (laughs) That's very strange feeling <laughs> to be like this character has existed since 1930 and it's probably going to exist to like who knows how long. Like it's kind of weird to be like, yeah, I probably shouldn't get as invested as I am in a character that's been around that. Long. You know what I mean? I've never thought about it like that. I, I don't know if I if if I am going to ever uh, fall out of love with the MCU because of that. But no, that that is weird to think about. Like, totally right. Like, this character is gonna be around a lot longer than I am. So why am I over here being the sad one? Right, right. That's a good so. point. <laughs> um, so post credit episode or post credit scene in episode nine. Did you see it? Yeah, with Carter discovering. Yeah. yeah. So there's gonna be a season two or what if? I'm pretty sure that's confirmed. Yes, and they already said like. The Gamora episode was supposed to happen this season. The episode where she see how she got Thanos's armor. It was uh, supposed to happen this season, but the COVID pandemic issues pushed it to next season. Okay, I was wondering about that because I thought that this was going to be the I think they were calling her like Thanos Gamora like episode, but she just kind of gets thrown into the mix. Yeah, so that's going to happen next season. Um, they're also said season two is going to focus on some of the season four, phase four movies. So like Black Widow is going to be one of the episodes. Um, Shang-Chi, I assume. Excuse me. Um, but uh, so they said that about phase two as well. And okay. they kind of want to get more like, you know, they want to get nuts, you know. What this entire next phase of of the MCU, I have a funny feeling, is going to be pretty pretty crazy. I know we got what less than a month till Eternals, less than a month till Eternals, less than two two months ish to Spider Man No Way Home, mm-hmm. March is Doctor Strange, and May we get the next Thor. Yeah, or Love and Thunder. Oh, we just skipped right over the Hawkeye series. I keep forgetting about that series. I know we got the trailer for it, and it I'm, exci- I'm excited. I'm excited about it, but it's like it's Hawkeye. What? What? What could happen to have major implications it, on the it, MCU? Yeah, it looks it looks kind of like fun, but I'm also like in the back of my head, I'm just thinking like, yeah, you murdered a lot of people in Endgame. I feel like <laughs> you let you you killed a lot of people in five years. I don't know. What's going on with that? Dude, and we also just, might get uh, we also might get some Florence Pugh action in Hawkeye. Oh, I'm looking as, forward to that. If there's Elena. any reason to watch the, if there's any reason there, it's confirmed she's going to be in the series, so we know that for sure. But um, if there's any reason to watch Hawkeye, it's it's my girl, my other girl, Florence Pugh. Got a lot of girls around. I got Florence Pugh. I got my girl Sang Byuk from Squid Game. I got Adam Eve. You know, there's a lot going on. <laughs> we are getting um, Haley Steinfeld and Florence Pugh in the same show. We are blessed. Blessed, blessed is an understatement. Blessed, yes. This, 
Yeah, you know what? You're right. I take every, back everything I say about Hawkeye. <laughs> I'm very excited for Hawkeye. I yeah. think that's a, is that a Thanksgiving? The day after Thanksgiving, I think, is the release, isn't it? It's a Thanksgiving to Christmas show because the, in the trailer you see it's like set during winter and all. That. Yeah, which that that'll be fun. Is in I, MCU hasn't had like a uh, Christmas um, theme. No, yeah, this will be the first one, and I know we're getting the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special next year. Oh, closest thing we got was Iron Man 3, because that takes place, it's snowing in that one scene, and there's, like, Christmassy, it's, like, very light Christmas, but it's somewhat, it it doesn't feel like a Christmas movie. I don't know what you're talking about, there are only two Iron Man movies, I've never heard of that <laughs> movie before. Um, well, so I, I wonder if, because I, I know we're getting the James Gunn directed Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special next year. The holiday special, um, yeah. The holiday special, yeah. So I wonder if this is like, um, if they're trying to see how everyone's going to react to a uh, a Christmas series, which I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Again, it's, it's, it's weird when you kind of go from, and I don't know if this is the original if this is the original release order, they wanted all these shows to come out. I get a feeling that it's not. Uh, okay, no, because I remember seeing this. So originally they wanted Falcon and Winter Soldier first. Okay. I know that for sure. Um, I think WandaVision was supposed to be second. I think, but I think the rest have been pretty much in order. Okay. Um. Uh, because and it makes sense when you think about like we've got um you know Loki and what if to lead into Spider-Man No Way Home sort of right you know okay. what I mean? like in, in, in terms of like yeah okay the, the yeah I, I see what you're saying yeah and i just i am counting down the days until that movie um I know we're we're rumored rumored to get a second trailer uh, this month for No Way Home, which either it's either going to be late this month or early November. I think that kind of is going to follow their little timeline of like you know how, how many weeks before they like to to drop the the trailer. Now, right. are, should we expect two more trailers? Because wasn't the first one just a teaser trailer, or was that trailer one? You know, I don't even know what the difference between teaser trailers and trailer ones are anymore. <laughs> They're the same thing. The last true teaser trailer that I remember seeing that was a teaser was Force Awakens. Was when they had the trailer where it's like Snoke is like, can you feel it? And yeah, then they okay. show the shot of the Millennium Falcon and they just show those quick bites and then it's like Star Wars. And it's a minute long. Like, that's a teaser. I was like, okay, we got a Star Wars movie coming out. It's got this stuff in it. Cool. That's what it was. You know what I mean? Well, did you see um, the new Throne spinoffs official teaser trailer? I did. I think that was a teaser. You don't get yeah. much. No, no, that's 100% a teaser because they are doing everything they can to make you remember, like, we've got another Game of Thrones series coming. I know it's been a long, long time and you yeah, you hated the way it ended, but don't worry. This one's going to be good. This one's going to be good. Don't worry. Yeah, good. We got good stuff coming, even though it's not coming out till next year. And we're dropping this teaser trailer in uh, September or October this year. But um, oh, did you see the news today about, about? One of your favorite TV shows? Oh, no, don't do this to me. What? 
a spinoff of that 70s show called That I 90s did. Show. Yeah, okay, I saw that. Um, with Red and Kitty returning. Oh, man, I don't know how to feel about it. I Can you name one time where a reboot of a sitcom worked? I uh, can't. I can't remember the last time I watched the reboot of a sitcom because I don't watch that many sitcoms to be, to be fair. Uh, like, um, I don't know there. Wonder years is coming out, but again, I never watched the original wonder years. Um, I don't have a good feeling about this. What are they going to call it? That 90 show? Cause it's going to take yep. place. In the 90s. I, I mean, I don't know. Are they going to have anyone else besides red and kitty returning? I, I oh, know it's, a- it's supposed to be Eric and Donna's kid. Are we going to see Topher grace? I assume. Well, maybe not because he is on that other show. Which I heard is kind of good. Again, I I wouldn't know. I don't. <laughs> the the actress's name who plays Don is escaping. Uh, oh my god, what is her name? Uh, she was in Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. Please hold. It's gonna kill me when I hear it. Yep, I got it. Who? What's her name? Laura Preppen. Laura Preppen. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if her and Topher Grace are going to be in it, then like, all right, you know, for, for old time's sake, I'll, I'll give it a go. But I just feel like that is not going to work. It just seems like they're just picking some low hanging fruit. Um, with, Here's with the that question. one. Never know. Are we going to see Topher Grace in Spider-Man No Way Home? Ooh, <laughs> now we're asking the good questions. Um, I freaking hope so. I I love Spider Man three. I know a lot of people didn't. I love Spider Man three. I don't know if I can. I think it's my second favorite. I think that's my second favorite Spider Man. Like in 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 the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Mans. It's hot take. I understand. I mean, Spider Man two number one. Spider-Man three, number two, Spider-Man number three, all very g- good. You know, they're, they're all, they're all great. But, oh, uh, it, I think oh, for grace. Ooh. I distinctly remember though, when we were in college, at least that Andrew Garfield was your favorite. Okay. You know what? I must've been on some bullshit in college. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? I swear. I remember hearing you loved, uh, the amazing Spider-Man. Okay, then I was I was lying to you, and I'm going to apologize <laughs> for that now, because I actually just recently, w- with my mom, my mom's got some MCU catching up to do, um, and with uh, with the new Spider-Man coming up and the rumors about Andrew Garfield and Tim McGuire being in it, I was like, Mom, you need to watch the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies, and I watched them. I, it was like I was watching them for the first time. I couldn't remember a damn thing that happened in any of them, but I had seen them before, so... Either I got into some sort of accident between when I told you that and right now, and that just is gone from my memory, or I was lying to you. Um, I distinctly remember you saying I believe that you liked it because I had a giant, amazing Spider-Man poster from when I worked at the movie theater. And like I was like looking to get rid of it, and I feel like you were the taker. Okay, all right. Okay, hold on, hold on a second. I, I, I might be able to solve this for you. Um I love Spider-Man. Like as my as a superhero, Spider-Man is my favorite. I love Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man. I like Andrew Garfield as an actor. However, those movies are my least favorite Spider-Man movies. And I don't okay. think that's his fault. I don't think that's Andrew Garfield's fault. I think he probably was the best actor to play Spider-Man. I don't know if anybody would disagree with that. But it, you know, there 
you know, I'm 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 gonna go into heavy detail here. There is a uh, a deleted scene from Amazing Spider-Man Two. Do you know what I'm about to say? Uh, no, because I've not thought about this movie and right since, until this very moment. Right. <laughs> as one does, right? You forget about these movies. <laughs> um, but Andrew Garfield's acting and Emma Stone's, you know, too, are is, is top notch. And there's a scene, a deleted scene at the end of the Amazing Spider-Man Two, where he is standing, he's at Gwen's grave, and right. it's a snowy day, and he's standing there, and you forget that his dad is still alive. His dad comes up from behind him, and is like, hey, son, and he turns around, and he's like, who are you? And if you haven't got a chance to watch it, you just go to YouTube and type in Amazing Spider-Man 2 deleted scene, it'll pop right up. And the acting in it is amazing. I mean, it's super emotional. And Andrew Garfield does a really, really great job of, like, getting you to care about something in this movie. And they decided to delete it for whatever reason. Probably because they were planning on making a third one. And we could have a whole episode about that whole fiasco. Um, But going back to my original point, I think he was the best actor to play Spider-Man. It's just the writing in those movies were not good. Yeah, and watching them turn Electro, who's coming back also. Jamie Foxx is coming back. Jamie Foxx is going to be on The Tonight Show next week, and ooh, is is he going to spill it? He already ruined it on Instagram, like last year. He posted that picture of himself as Electro. He's like, I'm back, and Feige called in the the snipers. (laughs) Got that taken down. He he knew what was going on with Squid Game. He he subcontracted the (laughs) pop, pop, pop. Oh, my God. The way they did the villains in The Amazing Spider-Man, I like like both those villains. I like the actors that play both those villains. But the writing in those movies sucks. It's so bad. Yeah, they made Electro into something that I was like, this is not – what what's going on? Electro is a weird kind of lame dude in a green costume. What? Why? What are you turning? Why are you turning Jamie Fox into like blue Matrix? Like I don't even know what. To t- it was weird. It's it's wild too because now that I'm thinking about it, um, you know the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. I don't I don't know if they they age well. They they do. I think if you're a Spider-Man fan, like you still appreciate them. But the acting is super cheesy now. If you ever go back and watch it, the acting is really cheesy. But the writing in that movie is fantastic. It's like, what what could have happened if you could have taken the writing from Tobey Maguire's movies with the the cast and the acting of the Andrew Garfield? Because I love all the actors. And, and the, the cast of the Amazing Spider-Man movies are, are fantastic. It's like, what could you do if you could combine those together? Like, what could that have been like? And if I'm not mistaken... They were going to use originally Andrew Garfield as the MCU Spidey, but things got complicated and they ended up having to cast Tom Holland. I think Marvel didn't want to do it, basically, because Sony had these movies, had Spider-Man, but they were not good at making them. No. And they were like, so what if we let you use our Spider-Man? And do all this. And Marvel was like, how about we make our own Spider-Man, but you can make everything else and maybe we'll find a way to make them cross, you know? Yeah, because I I remember reading somewhere that um, the Russo brothers had a big part in picking Spider-Man because they were doing Civil War. 
and they basically handpicked Tom Holland. I I don't know if they had worked with him in the past. I know Tom Holland did a lot of like um uh stage acting. I don't know if they had any previous working experience together, but I know no. they had a very big part in that. I don't think so because Anthony Russo, the Russo brothers came from um uh community. That's right. Um, yeah. I, I don't think Tom Holland ever made an appearance on there. He would have been <laughs> pretty young when that That's show true. was <laughs> on. So, yeah, um, I'm, I'm very excited to see what they do with Spider-Man going forward. Now, you haven't seen Venom yet, correct? Yeah, I don't know that I'm going to. OK. Um, are you OK with me talking about it? Yeah. Are you sure? Because I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna spoil the post credit scene. The this is for Venom or Venom the newest Venom. The newest Venom. Oh yeah, go ahead. I'm not. All right. Do you want to give the, the the spoiler warning? We've probably should done in the very beginning, but. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Yeah. Well, we're a little out of practice. Cuckoo, yeah, yeah. cuckoo. You haven't seen anything about the Venom Let There Be Carnage post credit. No, I've heard Andy Circus. I mean, I saw like last week he was basically saying, "Oh yeah." Venom and uh, Spider-Man are going to meet like it's okay. just destined to be. So. All right. So for those of you out there, if you have not seen Venom and you are planning to see Venom, let the, OK, if you haven't seen Venom, let there be carnage and you are planning to turn this off. If you don't care about the post credit scene, I'm about to spoil it. The post credit scene for let there be carnage. It's it's Eddie and it's Venom. They're chilling on a beach. They you know, they it's the fight. They beat what's his face. Woody. Harrelson and they're chilling in like this, like a uh, cabana, if you will, they have like a TV and whatnot. They're watching TV and they start talking to each other. Venom's like, I'm going to show you, um, you know, more about where I come from. I'm going to show you all this cool stuff. There's a whole universe out there. And then something happens. The camera starts to shake whatnot. And the background changes and they're still in the cabana, but everything's different. And then the TV flips on. And it's what's his face, J.K. Simmons, as uh, Jameson, and it's Tom Holland on the TV, and he's giving away uh, Spider-Man as Peter Parker, and Venom gets really close to the to the TV, and it, it's it's Venom, and he's like, I hate that guy, and post credit scene. Yeah, yeah. So, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be Topher Grace Eddie Brock we're getting. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, yeah, unfortunately, that makes me think I now have to watch Venom and yeah. Venom Let There Be Carnage, and I'm going to have to suffer through those to um, un- understand his appearance in the MCU. I have good news for you. The first Venom movie, though, there will be no suffering. I think it's a great movie. Second Venom movie, eh, but it's only 90 <laughs> minutes, and so it's very, very quick. <laughs> yeah, I'll wait till that hits like Redbox or something. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, which brings me to a question here. We probably, probably ended here after this question. Yeah, of course. Are we <laughs> going to get Venom in No Way Home? That post credit scene now just makes me think that's a really bold. And they moved the date of Venom a couple times and they moved it up to this date in September from October Mm -hmm. with the end of to like basically put near what if, and also avoid James Bond, which comes out this weekend too. 
Um, yeah. Jeez. Uh, I think we're going to get a post-credit scene. Okay, I'm on the same exact boat because we pretty much know the Sinister Six. We, we know who they are. Um, and that's obviously going to be a big part of No Way Home. That That's the collection of bad guys. I do think Venom is going to be in the post credit scene of No Way Home. I yeah. think that's what we're going to introduce. Um, now, the, the question is, will Spider-Man exist in the MCU after No Way Home? Or is that going to be when Sony absorbs it and it goes back to the Sony Spider-Man universe that they have all these plans for and I, I, I don't know. I, I hope he stays in the MCU because I I, I like Tom Holland as Spider Man, but you don't know. I, I think Tom Marvel's got Spider Man for a while still. Okay. They right. had that spat a couple years ago and then they made an agreement. I hope you're right. Because here's the thing about Disney. They know how to sell merchandise. Merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. <laughs> As from Spaceballs. And that's where that's where they make their money from <laughs> Spider-Man. Man, I... Every time you buy Spider-Man popsicles, you're <laughs> contributing to the Disney wealth. Just think that doesn't it. make me feel good about it. I gotta go throw out all my Spider-Man popsicles now, because I have a <laughs> full of them. Um, well, with that being said, uh, a lot of, you know, MCU content coming the rest of this year, as well as, like, um, other content that I'm excited for. Dune. So, Dune. I are. I'm, I'm getting my tickets for that. Um, I still need to see Halloween Kills. I'm excited for that. Um, there was one other. It's escaping me. Um, oh, the Venus and Serena Williams. Uh, King Richard. I'm excited. King for. Richard with uh, Will um, Smith and John Bernthal. Yeah, uh, Spencer. Which I am really excited for that movie. With uh, you're not. Nah, it's just not. Is it because you don't have an interest in the royal family? Because I don't have an interest in the royal family, but I love um, Kristen Stewart. It's mostly that. Um, Also, I feel like I'm going to get my if I did have a thing, I'm going to get that with the crown Ah, next year Mm, Um, because I I started watching the crown and I actually really love it. Uh, I was surprised. I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this, but it got me. And it's like, how much royal family content does one person need? You you probably have your fill. I understand. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, the Diana, uh, Prince Charles stuff in in season four, which most people love, I'm just like, I was not that into it. So, um, yeah, but yeah. And also Kristen Stewart, <laughs> I don't hate her. I don't hate her, but she has some odd choices sometimes that I'm just like, okay, that didn't make sense to me. All right, here we go. She's I so not to just not to compare these two because they did Twilight together, but she reminds me a lot of Robert Pattinson. Like yes, Robert Pattinson's I, had some weird choices of projects that he's jumped onto, but he's really good. Yes, and I think Kristen Stewart is good, but I don't think she's picked a movie that plays to her strengths maybe maybe if spencer comes out and it gets great reviews and everyone's like no 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 this i was surprised blah blah, blah. I'll, maybe i'll give it a chance but also i don't know if she can pull off the accent i just don't well, there's already some oscar buzz going i'm just letting you know so either you're either jumping on the spencer train with me right now or i'll see i'll, I'll see at the oscars because i i think that she's going to get nominated 
Well, they y'all have fun with that, I guess. <laughs> y'all do you. I'll be yeah. I'll be sitting here on on Chuck Island like, oh, <sighs> that was going to be a tough sell no matter what. I understand. <laughs> um, with that being said, we can unless you have anything else you want to say, we can probably end it here. I know. I think I'm good. I'm excited. We're be back in in this. We're watching movies and TV shows again. Be back. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. We'll we'll do we we haven't decided if we're gonna do weekly releases yet. I don't think. Um. But we are back. So stay tuned. We'll tweet about our next episode. Um. We know whenever we're gonna record. But uh, thanks again for listening. Um. If you unfollowed us on Twitter in our three month absence, uh, absence, how dare you? Refollow us. For those of you that don't follow us on Twitter, we are at Mind Popcorn on Twitter. Feel free to give us a follow. With that being said, I have nothing else left to say. So, you know, everyone have a great evening.